Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Who would agree with me? Good. <laughs> Feel like peppy, everyone. <laughs> Loud and vocal in the good way. Is this? Yeah? All right. Who would agree with me that God, in this season, in our church... Is actually on the move. You feel it? There's something different about, like, I don't want to go through the motions. Like, I think God is sick and tired of just the church going through the motions. And I think he's like, I'm ready to hit and I'm ready to come. And, um, you know, Jesus says in John 5, 17, uh, is the amplified version. But Jesus answered them, my father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working. And Jesus says, I too must be a divine work. So we have this exciting once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know those once-in-a-lifetime deals that people give you, but it's actually not? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where we get to partner with God. Like, you've got to understand something. We get to be a part of seeing miracles released here on earth. Okay, You and I get to be a part of lives actually going from hell to now heaven. You and I get to partner in all, with all our infallibility, like with all our sin, with all our... We get to partner. He goes, I choose you, Peppy, to stand up and partner with me. He doesn't need us. He created us. But we get to partner with God and see stuff happen on earth that people would die to see. People pay lots of money to get their fortunes told. And we get to do this, and people get to receive this for free through God. And you and I, we get to do it. We don't have to go to school. We don't have to go do anything. We don't have to do Bible college. Like, all he's willing and doing is wanting an open and willing heart. But, there's a but. God is moving. But, depending on you and I, we either can be a recipient of this flow, or we can actually be a hindrance and stop the flow because of the conditions of our heart. And I believe this morning, God wants to talk about that. And I took my kids to uh, Raging Waters during the week. It used to be Wet and Wild for everyone's like, what's a Raging Waters? Changed their names. Uh, plug. And um, they were going down the, the, the slides. And it's the, it's the race slides. Is this booming? Is this annoying everyone? Or feedback? What about now? What about now? Better? Better? Yeah. Do you know how to? Okay. And so there's like four slides and they, they race each other. And, and my, my kids are competitive, especially my daughter. Like she's like, and um, slide after slide after slide, like she's winning and she's beating, like, and, and like she's powering down. And Judy goes, Daddy, I keep losing. Why do I keep losing? My son's got the softest heart, right? I said, buddy, it's because the, the rash shirt you're wearing, for some weird reason, has stretched out and it goes past your, like, <laughs> like, I don't, I put it on and it fit me. And I'm like, oh, buddy, we got <laughs> we to gotta, we gotta go to Kmart or something, babe, because they're five bucks. And so I said to him, hey, I've got a trick. This is stopping the water from flowing underneath you. And that's why you're getting stuck all the time. So take it off or tuck it in and you'll win. He goes, really? Am I, I'll, I didn't say I promise because I didn't know. I'm like, buddy, I bet you you will. And I'm like, oh, please, <laughs> let him win. 
And then three, two, one, he pushed off. And, he's, and then all of a sudden, you see him go past my daughter, and her face goes, no. And I'm like, yes. And then he comes and, daddy, I did it. I'm bond. I beat you. And I'm like high-fiving him with like chest butts, and we're like so excited. My daughter gets out, and she goes, yeah, but I beat him six times. So I'm like, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, you know, because the point was is he was wearing something he wasn't meant to wear that was stopping the water from flowing and getting to where he's meant to be. And God wants to flow through you, through you. He wants to flow through you. But like that rash vet, we're wearing stuff on our hearts that's stopping the flow. But I can tell you about it, but unless you, I'm not taking my shirt off. This is live on Facebook. <laughs> Unless you take off what's on your heart, you can know, you can be on the slide, the slide's the church. You can be in the church for 10 years and still come out grumpy and not seeing what God is doing because we've allowed this to affect. Thank you. <laughs> Proverbs 4. I get better every week, do I? says this, pay it, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not look, lose sight of them. Keep them with your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to the whole body. Guard your heart. Say it. Guard your heart. With all diligence. With all diligence. Why? From, from it flows the springs of life. Put away deception from your mouth. Keep your lips from perverse speech. Let your eyes look focused. And, and, and he keeps on saying, and, and it's like your condition of your heart, the things you allow in your heart will ultimately shape you and make you be who, you, who you're going to be. And we're going to take them off. So hear this message from a pastor who loves you. I, ask my wife. I love you as a church. Too much so. That we need to speak into this so we are set free and we are not bound by this anymore. Like God absolutely loves you. So what I'm about to preach may be hard. Apparently I was told, uh, you're a really hard Bible preaching. I'm like, that's good. We need that. I don't want to tickle your ears. And then you get to heaven and go, I didn't know. My pastor didn't tell me. So I'm going to tell you this morning with love and know that God loves you so much that he wants to speak. And at the end of this, we're going to break some stuff off and we're going to be free. Amen. So that's a preface warning. Because I believe um, their heart conditions. And you know, conditions can be fixed. Conditions can be healed. Conditions can be dealt with. And that's what we're going to do. And he wants to bring restoration to this people. Father, I, re- I pray right now that you release restoration. You, re- you restore us. Let our hearts be open right now. Why don't you just pray with me? Whatever we're about to hear, let it peace our hearts. Because your word is meant to pierce through, dividing the stuff, that the junk that's not meant to be in us so we can receive from you. Amen. Amen. All right. So, four conditions of the heart. We want to look at a prideful heart. Prideful heart. Now, don't be quiet on me at this point, okay? I love loud. All right. When you think of the word pride, usually it's negative, prideful, Okay. You know, it's actually um, a, a few good kind of prides, believe it or not. You know, we take pride in our work. It's a good thing, I think. You know, I want to take pride in how I look, and, you know, I know I'm wearing holes, but whatever. Um, 
I tell my son every day, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Like, I, I, I'm proud of my boy. He doesn't have to do anything. I'm proud of him. God is proud of you yeah. this morning. Like, that's a good pride. Like, I, I'm, I'm proud of my church. I love this church. I'm proud of our leaders. I'm proud. I'm proud. But there's, that's not focused on me. It's focused on you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of my boy. I'm proud of... But there's another pride that's self-focused, that's self-seeking, and that um, if you read Scripture, God hates pride. See, pride isn't always positive. It can be arrogant, superiority, or, or selfish. It's universal, something we all deal with this morning, okay? Let's all be real. We all have to deal with this issue. We all deal with pride. It's as ancient as Adam's fall and as relevant as it is today. But what happens, it weaves in our hearts like weeds. I've been doing weeding this week. I hate weeds. It gets into my pretty lawn, right? And pride is like that. It gets into your soul, and, and, and it looks, you can't even tell it's there. I can't even tell the weed was there until my mum came over, and she says, I'm a Mum, look at this. You've got the weed everywhere. I'm like, where's the weed? I don't have weed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I literally spent ages pulling up the weed. You know what? Pride in our lives, we don't even see it sometimes. It's so in, in tuned in with the rest of us that we can't tell it apart. And it takes someone to go, hey, actually... And sometimes that hurts, and we need to look at that this morning. I will rebuke you if I heard that. So we always say, draw near to God, draw near to God. Have you heard it? I've preached it. Filling away from God, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. And then you come, yes, I want to draw near to God. And then you're like, but God didn't draw near. You said he would draw near. And then I've done you a disservice because a few verses before that, it says this, God opposes the proud. How can you draw near to God if you're prideful because he's opposing you? But gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Then you draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Most of us are drawing near without dealing with our pride stuff. And the pride will keep you from drawing near. There is a condition in when it comes to drawing near. Humility draws us into a presence while pride keeps us away. And you know it's you. I'm standing in worship like this. I'm, I'm just saying, right? Because that's me sometimes. Because I have, I've got, like, I don't need it. But God says a lot. Proverbs 11, 11 2. And remember, hear my heart in this. Uh, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit, a haughty, a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 29, 23, once pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. And, and it continues and continues. You see, I'm very qualified to speak on pride this morning because I'm so proud sometimes. That's what qualifies me because I can be prideful sometimes. I'm not, saying, I'm not standing here going, I've never been prideful. I can be, and I hate it. And God hates it so much more. He hates it so much more. Why is that? Why does he hate pride more than any other sin? See, sin draws us away from God. Is that correct? Does everyone believe this? If you don't, come to starting point. I'm jokes. And um, while pride attempts to elevate us above God, I don't need you. I don't need you in this section. I am God. And that's why he hates it. Pride says, I can do it. I don't need healing. I don't need help. I've got it covered. But it also looks like this. Jesus, it's a boastful thing. Now, Jesus, in Luke 18, 9 to 14, tells a parable about 
two men, one's a Pharisee and one's a tax collector, and they go up um, to, 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 to pray and give offerings, and, and, and the Pharisee's like, thank goodness I'm not like this guy. Like, how many times have we said that? Thank God I'm not like them. But that's exactly what he did. Thank goodness I'm not like him. I give, I tithe, and I work. Like, look how good I am. But this guy is a sinner, and the tax collector comes in and goes, well, I don't even deserve to be in your presence, God. And Jesus said this amazing thing. is, I tell you, this man went down to his house, talking about the sinner, justified rather than the other one. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles will be exalted. You know what? The last thing you and I want is for Almighty God to humble us. Because when he does it, he wants to make sometimes a bit, of a, a bit of a spectacle of it so people will see. And we've all done it. Ah, I'm not like them. I don't drive like them. Or, oh, I don't raise my kids like them. I'm better than them. We have pride. We need to knock it out. Because he, he'll love you, but it stops him from flowing through you. And I don't want him to stop us. I don't want, I want his flow through us, church. You know, so what do we do? What's the solution? Two things, humility and hunger. C.S. Lewis says, true humility is not thinking less of yourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. I thought the first part was hard to do, thinking of myself less. What's what? Repeat. Okay, for my wife. Babe, true humility is not thinking (laughs) less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. You see, pride is not just sin. It's a sinful mother. It gives birth to other sins. When we're prideful, it gives birth to things like um, hypocrisy. It gives birth to things like lying. It gives birth to like deceit and anger. Like pride births sin. So this is why God hates and detests pride. And John the Baptist, he said, less of me, more of him. And that takes humility. So, if you know that there's a hint of pride this morning, let's deal with it before God. Let us come to him. Like, like it says, it says, humble yourself. And I think we need to go, God, what is in me that's prideful? What is in me that, you know what, I'm not teachable in this. I think I have all the answers. You don't need to tell me. I've got this. Is that what, like, you know, when a parent goes, uh, my mom does it. She tells me stuff. I'm like, I got it, mom. I got it. I don't need you. I don't, it's, it's this prideful thing. And yes, it's, I know it covers a whole range, but we slowly, when you see it spark up, just go, oh, I don't want it. It's humble ourselves. And then what? He gives you grace. He empowers us when we submit back to him. He actually brings us back up. Humility, he enables you to do exactly what you need. It's incredible. And then the second thing is, is I believe that the cross is the solution to our self-obsession. When we remind ourselves that he died on that cross for me, I can't be prideful anymore because that death I deserved. Those nails, those hands, it should have been me. He went to hell. I should have gone to hell. The moment I fix my eyes on Jesus, I fall more in love with Jesus. I go, who am I anyway? We're like grass here today, gone tomorrow. We're just a vapor, gone. All of a sudden, maybe I don't have it all together. Maybe I do need a savior Every day, not just when I got saved. Let that be the cry of our heart, that we just get before him and fall more in love with him. Number two, is this all right? 
The second thing, so again, if that's you, we're going to pray at the end and we're just going to rip stuff out. We're going to do business and we're going to move out, leaving that at the door. Cool? An unrepentant heart. But this should set you free. Like, the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So be free this morning. Because I'm living this. I'm, I'm, I've lived it. I'm living it. I'm repenting. I'm doing all this stuff. So, all right. Acts 3.19. Repent, therefore. Turn back that your sins may be blotted out. You see, there's something beautiful when his creation turns back with a repentant heart. There's nothing like a repentant heart. It, it, a, it humbles you because all of a sudden the pride is gone. So it humbles you and you repent, all right? But what if we have an unrepentant heart towards our sin? We've all sinned, but what about the sins that we don't want to repent from? Habitual sin, no one likes talking about this, but I will. <laughs> that stops the flow. And I'm not seeing, saying the sin that you struggle with that you want to get rid of. It's the stuff that you don't want to get rid of. And I, I'm not even just talking about, like, the, you're thinking all the worst sins. Lying. Stuff like that. Like God wants to just use you. And God wants to use us, and it stops. If you're okay with our sin, and you justify it away, you're playing a dangerous game. Correct. <laughs> Arkin, can you stand here every moment I say something good? <laughs> it's okay. I, like, this is, let, it, let, it, let it transform you. Let it hear it out. Many of us sin. What sin does, and this is why it's dangerous, the more you live in sin, the harder your heart gets. And he can't break it unless you walk away and repent. And sin stops it. So this is what we do. Sin kills, and the devil's a liar. He's a thief, and he's here to destroy you, and he uses the enticement of sin, right? You either kill the sin, or the sin will kill you. I need to kill the sin, or it's going to kill me. At the end of the day, you can't have both, right? Oh, what did I just do? And this is the truth about sin. If you're hearing my voice on Facebook and, and, and you're in sin, you're in sin, you're like, it's too good. Sin always overpromise, always overpromises and always underdelivers. It never leaves you satisfied. It always leaves you wanting more. Where God keeps his promises, he, he, he delivers on every word he promises. And the devil lies to you. And some of us need to get rightly angry and hate sin so much that we're done with it. But then we need to turn to someone who we love so much. Like when you're in love with Jesus. Like I love my wife. She's my bride. I love you. I love her so much. There, there is nothing I want to do that hurts her heart. The thought of her, me hurting her, I, I don't want to do it. So sometimes if we're in sin and we're like, I'm trying not to sin, stop trying to not sin anymore. Start falling in love with Jesus more and more. Start getting back on your knees and being in love with him. Don't be on fire for Jesus. Be in love with Jesus. That's what I had to do. You know what? It's an everyday commitment to wanting to continue falling in love with him even more and just go deeper. And then sin comes in, you're like, really? 
seriously. There's stuff that I've dealt with a long time ago that I don't deal with anymore. And people are like, how did you do it? I just continue to fall in. I was a Christian. It's crazy. You think when you get saved, God takes it all the way. Don't you? Did anyone believe that as well? I became a Christian. Everything's perfect. It's like looking at these like, I'm walking on sunshine. That got to feel good. And all of a sudden you wake up the next day. What? But I'm a Christian. That's right. So the devil's attacking you with these arrows even more, firing them out of you. I'm just going to fall in love with Jesus. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't feel condemned. Let's be set free. You have the choice to go, you know what? No more. Death to sin. We die daily to our flesh because we're alive in Christ. Amen? Is this helping anyone this morning? So what do you do? Guard your heart. Guard it. You don't want sin in? Guard this thing. Okay? Summer's coming up, gentlemen. I went there. Watch what you look at. We're, playing a seri- we're, we're, we're not playing a game. Life or death. Someone asked me, he's like, you must never be tempted. I was like, okay, cool. I'm like holy man. I'm the Pope or something. Like, I'm not... Of course I get tempted. I just choose not to look. Don't look. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. Watch what you watch on Netflix. Guard what you watch on Netflix. Watch what you watch on Netflix. There's some shows that we want to watch that I went, I watched five minutes, I went, I'm watching it, turned off. Why? Because I'm dead to sin. I don't want it in my life. I want God to flow through me. I want to be so open. That I'm like, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? There's nothing hindering. There's nothing blocking no more. The rashi's off. Guard your heart. I want everyone to buy a rashi and take it off. Abide in prayer and abide in his word. Okay? I'm giving you some practical tips. And people, oh, people always say, you always talk about being in the word. Because I can't stress enough that this thing... The devil lies. You don't need it. Listen to podcasts. They're great because this is going to be a podcast, but don't replace a message with the revelation from him himself. Okay? So say, Sal. Say, Sal. I promise to read the Bible every day. Okay. I promise. All right, walk with me. What did I do? Did I break this thing? No. Okay. We're good. All right. Just stay here while I preach. Oh. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, I'm good. This wasn't part of my notes. All right. Is that better? All right, let me start the whole message again. So this morning, we're going to be preaching. I'm joking. Put the volume down. I can't. I'm Italian. The sound guy can. Italians only have two uh, volumes. Can I? No, three volumes. Okay, just so you know, if you married an Italian, if you know an Italian, we have two volumes, loud and louder. Get used to it, people. (laughs) Joking. All right, we don't have an inside voice. The third thing, I love that you're laughing in this message, so good. So we need a prideful heart to go. We need the unrepentant heart. If you're in here, you're a Christian, you can repent again. The third thing is an unforgiving heart. It says, in, um, it says here, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you. I urge you. He's in prison, man. 
He's in jail. Leo spoke about it the other week, what it looks like to be in jail. And he goes, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. How many of us are living a life that's worthy of the calling that he, we've received? <sighs> I, have to, I have to make sure that's me every day. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in what? In, in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Because there's one body, one spirit, as you record and it continues and goes. Paul urges, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. You see, dishonor and disunity will stop the flow moving in our church. And, and, and we're gonna, it's, it's an, we're, not, we're not even going there. We're building, one of our, our values is honor. But sometimes it's hard to honor when you have unforgiveness towards people, right? If you're going to, I can't promise you, this is your church, I promise you, you'll be upset and you'll be hurt and offended. Okay? <laughs> Welcome to GGC Life Starting Point Session 2. But you know why? Because of the person to the left, to the right, and the person in the mirror. Because we're humans. We're, we're, we're not perfect. And, 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 and you'll get upset. Now, do you have the right to stay upset? Well, that's what the Bible says. Um, you see, people can die out of our tongues. Our tongues can kill. But people can also live because of something says. See, what comes out of our tongue will be determined what's in our heart. And it says he, uh, you know, the good person, no good treasure, produces good things. If a person treasures it, comes out evil, binds to the heart, the mouth speaks. Our mouths will echo the conditions of our heart. So if you're dishonoring someone, check this thing. If someone walks past you and you go, mm, check this thing. You're still saved. You're still going to heaven. But you won't see God work through you as much if this isn't. Because how can he forgive you when you're not forgiving others? Many of us are trying to draw near to God. And he's like, and, and we're not even realizing that there's unforgiveness in our heart. So, if a brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. License to rebuke each other. Done. But in love, right? I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, stop. Because forgiveness is connected to repentance. Well, what if they don't repent? What if they never apologize? And that's the hardest part, right? Can we still love them? Can we still love people who don't forgive, who don't ask for forgiveness? Yes! The Bible says... Um, bear with one another with love. Put up with it. Love them. Love covers a multitude of sin. We need to get so in love with Jesus that despite what they say, I forgive them anyway and I love them. Does it, does it, does it nullify what they did? No. And they're responsible for that sin. They're responsible for that act before God and if it's anything else, before God, whatever. But you know what? It kills us on the inside. We've all heard it. It's like drinking poison and waiting for them to die. God won't flow through us if we have an unforgiveness heart. You know what? We always talk about the love verse. Love verse, love chapter. What is it? What's the love chapter? You go to every, any wedding. Who's Romans? For all have sinned and fall short. What are you doing at your wedding? <laughs> Daniela, I'm sorry, sweetie. This is my cousin. 
1 Corinthians 13 is the love verse. But, but you know what? It's not marriage. It's not just for marriage. It's for everyday life. This is what love looks. It has patience for one another. We're kind to each other. It doesn't envy. We're boastful. We're not proud. We do not dishonor them. Huge. You know, I watched a video on Facebook. It's about the guy whose police officer, his brother, the cop, got killed by that woman. Who's seen that video in court? If you haven't seen it, he's in the court stands. And he goes, I just hope. He goes, I, you know how much you've hurt my family. But I just hope you turn to God. And he gets off the stand and he embraces her. That's what love looks like. You want to know what love is? It's loving, even to the point like that. But that's exactly what he did to me. I'm an enemy of God before I was saved, and he still loved me. <sighs> I'm just going to finish in this point, and we'll go to the next one, and we're, we're done. But I need to really, have you, who's, if you haven't read the book of 1 John, that's your homework. I to, you told me you'd read every day. 1 John is your book. Sound good? Yeah. Next week, I want to report. So, it says this in 1 John 2.9. Anyone who says, I'm in the light. Who says they're in the light this morning? Okay, cool. While holding hatred in his heart towards a fellow believer, he's still in darkness. But the one who truly loves, follows, uh, loves a fellow believer lives in the light. 1 John 3, it says, everyone who keeps hating a fellow believer is, believer is a murderer. And know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. And then it continues on. Another one goes, I love God, yet I hate another believer. That makes him a phony. You know what? God hates when, when his children fight. Yeah, it talks about a believer. It doesn't talk about the outside world, which is really interesting. I'm not saying to hate other people. We love everyone. But he hates it when, when, when the church fights. You know, I've got two kids. And unfortunately, I'm repeating my mother all the time when she grew up. I just want you boys to love each other. Like any parents out here think the exact same way about their kids. I just want you to get along. Don't fight. Forgive. Don't. Like, I swear I'm playing God all the time with them, making the whole. Now you sit down and you ask for forgiveness. And imagine what God is saying to us. He goes, guys, stop fighting each other and start fighting the flipping devil. And it just takes an unrepentant heart and go, a repentant heart and go, I need forgiveness so I can forgive. Maybe humbling ourselves, go, I hurt you, I'm sorry. And then it restores the relationship and we grow stronger like never before. And then the church is strong. There's no bitterness and God's love, God's power flows through us. We're about to go into a flowing season, church. He's about to do some crazy stuff in here. All right, my last point is a wounded heart. Because sometimes a wounded heart can also be a fearful heart. I've been hurt. How can I trust again? You let me down. I feel like you let me down. How do I trust again? Or maybe I've stuffed up and I've hurt someone. How the heck can I be used again? And we get wounded. And what happens to a wounded animal uh, without being treated? Quick. This is like kindergarten, 101. What happens to a dog that's got a wounded Huh? Dies. What happens to us spiritually if we have a wounded heart? We spiritually die. And I believe this morning God wants to bandage. No, He doesn't want to bandage wounded hearts. He wants to trade hearts. Now, we had a prophetic word in prayer meeting that 
someone saw a picture of a toilet paper in our service. Okay? <laughs> because it's going to get messy. God wants to use it to clean up our mess. He wants to clean up our hearts. You know, and I'm not telling you to get over it. If you're hurt, don't get over it. Don't, don't just go, he's telling me to get over my wounded heart. Combine your emotions, your hurt, and your pain with the promise of hope this morning. It says in 1 Thessalonians, but we, see, we, we have hope. And God is a God of comfort. In 2 Corinthians, it says, Blessed be God, our Father of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, of, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. You know, I preached a few months ago about fighting the good fight of faith. Anyone heard that? It's now on your app. You can just listen to it anywhere you want. Hashtag it's free. And, um, you know, sometimes there's going to be seasons. Um, you can come up, bro, if you want. That'd be really cool. Sometimes there's going to be seasons where your shield of faith accidentally, by our stupidity maybe, or by someone else's hurt, whatever, gets drop to the ground and we don't walk in faith anymore maybe you're in here you're not walking in that faith and so that's when the enemy attacks because the faith is meant to be held up so the arrows because they're shooting you know, you, there's no point having a shield if there's nothing to protect you from does that make sense we have a shield for a reason to, to protect us so don't be don't be know that the enemy's out there roaring lion but he's fake he doesn't but maybe you've dropped the shield and you're wounded. You don't trust the church. You don't trust leaders. You don't trust God. You're hurt. He wants to. It's okay. The arrows hit you. But he's our healer. And he wants to restore this morning. Because if we're bleeding out, we're going to miss everything he wants to do in and through this house. There's a word spoken of our church by Sean Boltz. Can't remember the whole prophetic word of it. I think Leon knows it off our heart. If you know it, speak it out. Nope, okay. He says, get ready, GGC life. It's going to hit hard. There's an acceleration word spoken over this place. God wants to use us, and He is using us to impact the world. And I don't want anyone left behind because of our heart conditions. So, will we stand? do some work? Can we do some heart surgery this morning? How do I do this? All right, close your eyes, and then I'm going to make you open them again. Who has a heart condition this morning that you know you're wearing it it like a rashy, and it's stopping the flow? Let's be bold. There's no point. Don't, Don't play games. Who's got a heart condition? Who's got pride? (laughs) <laughs> you might not put on your hand out because of the pride. Let it go. Every eye closed. Who's got it? Who's got a heart condition this morning we need to deal with? My hands are up. I've got two hands and one guy. That's awesome. Let's just do business with him right now. What is it in your heart? What do you need to let go of this morning? What pride is fence are you holding on to 
that you just need to leave it to Him. Is it? Father, you see every single hand right now. Just, I ask Holy Spirit, the next, right now, just come, pour out your Spirit afresh. Lord, I pray for restoration. Pray for any unforgiveness. Thank you, Father, for any wounded hearts this morning. Start to clean it up now, now, now. Holy Spirit is here. What do you need to do? How desperate are you? Do you need to get to the front? Do you need to kneel? What is it? Thank you, Jesus. Let's just release faith. I release healing right now. Thank you that you're a God of love. Holy Spirit, come. Come fall afresh on us this morning. We don't want to stop. Oh, we don't want to stop you from flowing. God, just take it. Pinpoint what is in us. And I just thank you right now that you're healing hearts. Start to heal. Start to receive. Thank you, Jesus. Start. Holy Spirit, just come. Thank you for your forgiveness. GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com, or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.